Welcome to the Wake and Take Pot. No. We're gonna cut, no, cut. Welcome to the Wake and Take Podcast. On today's show, we break down a 30-23 to 23 loss for your Minnesota Vikings. Next, we'll talk about the Minnesota Wild and our upcoming Winter Classic at Target Field. We'll wrap up the show with a pick segments and we'll pitch a few Ford F-150 commercials. There is a house in New Orleans. Welcome to the show. We got an in-person podcast for the first time in quite a while, and a first-time guest, long-time listener. I hope a long-time listener, Doctor Connor Abraham. I don't know if you're quite a doctor. Well, I'm, not a, I'm not a doctor. I appreciate that though, and I'm I'm glad to be here. I've been waiting for this moment for a long time. And a trained professional voice actor as well. Uh, you heard him in the intro there. Incredible voice, and he's got some more fun stuff for us later on. Let's dive right into a little Vikings football. And uh, for anybody who watched that game, for anybody who's watched any of the Minnesota Vikings games this year, it was uh, another season in a nutshell for your Minnesota Vikings. So many chances, so many missed opportunities, and it, it started on the first drive of the game where uh, Cameron Dantzler, hold me closer, Tiny Dantzler, dropped the easiest interception we probably had all year right in his mitts. And obviously we end up losing by seven points. It's the first drive of, of a 60-minute football game, so you can't say we lost because of that one play because there's so many plays where you could say if it goes the other way, we have a chance to win that game. Uh, but, but starting out with a dropped interception on the first series of the game and then letting him go down and score a touchdown right away was just the epitome of our season. You get Matt Stafford playing maybe his worst football game in the last five years. He had... I think seven throws that could have been interceptions that should have been interceptions realistically. I mean, if you take away the two batted balls, then it goes down to five. But Pro Football Focus released today, uh, on Monday rather, that he had five throws that were worthy of interceptions. He didn't only end up throwing three, but there was uh, two other balls that definitely should have been intercepted uh, in, in that game. So you get that performance from Matt Stafford and from that offense, it's so good. And you come away with a loss at home by seven points. It was just... It was a season in a nutshell. You have so many opportunities to win the team. The the opponent gives you the game, and you just find a way to lose yet again. Now 0-5 this year when the Vikings win the turnover battle, which is just a mind-blowing stat in and of itself that we've lost every game that we've won the turnover battle. Yeah, I'm with you. Just a game that totally summarizes the season that we've been having where you think if we're going to win the turnover battle by multiple turnovers, which we did in uh, against L.A., and the Rams come into U.S. Bank Stadium, it's it's going to be a Vikings W. And it's a game that we lose by seven, and we're down two possessions by most of the game. Mm-hmm. So, in essence, not not a very close game throughout 90% of the game. Um, and, of course, we kept it to that one score. But, yeah, it's just it, it's frustrating because our defense played great, I think, um, against that Rams offense, which is very impressive, turning the ball over three times, like you said, could have done it more. But I thought we held the Rams' offense in check for most part mm-hmm. um, when they have an explosive offense and we have two cornerbacks named Cameron Dantzler and, well, I guess Breland's gone, so I'll just pick on Dantzler. Yeah. <laughs> we just have a cornerback named Dantzler who's on the field who's trying to guard Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, um, whoever else on their team. It's it's impossible to do, but they did a good job, so it's just disappointing that our offense couldn't get something going. And the huge thing, the special teams, yep. we we did not perform with that punt return touchdown. Yep. Plays like that, we're, we're gaining momentum. It just changes the game in a split second like that, and it's hard to overcome a team with the guys on the Rams roster when you let up a special teams touchdown. It usually doesn't fare well for a team, and with all the mistakes that the Vikings make um, and the breaks that they don't get, that's just something you can't give up. Um, yeah, it was disappointing, not surprising to me that we lost, but would have been awesome, obviously, to come away with the win. Yeah, and the the lack of complimentary football this season 
has just been outstanding for the Vikings. I mean, it's ridiculous when the offense needs points. For the most part, we, we've got points. At the end of games, when, when we're trailing, I think we've been trailing in the fourth quarter in 10 football games this season. Uh, no, rather, we've had the ball seven times trailing this season, and they've lost every one of those games but two. And in seven of those games, they scored a touchdown to either tie or take the lead in those games. They ended up losing all but two which is ridiculous. I mean, the lack of complimentary football, when you need a stop on defense, I mean, the defense played great. I'm not taking anything away from them, but when we need a stop, they gave up a 37-yard completion to Cooper Cup on third and six with like seven minutes to go in the game. And then the Rams just end out running up the clock, running out the clock rather, and we never get the ball back, never have a chance. Oh, we did get the ball back, but the game was basically over. Um, And it's just that lack of ability to put two sides of a football team together for, for more than 15 minutes at a time is just ridiculous. I mean, when they need to score points, they've scored them, and then the defense gives it up on the other side. Or the defense plays great all game, and the offense can't capitalize on amazing turnovers that your defense is making for you. And it's just been the story of our season it is not capitalizing on turnovers, on mistakes, on times you should be winning the games. And the stats are just absolutely mind-blowing. I think it was 87% of teams in the NFL win games when they have a plus two in the turnover differential like we did on Sunday. And the Vikings, like I mentioned, 0-5, and they're the worst team in the NFL when they have, uh, this season at least, when they have a two-turnover uh, differential. And uh, I guess they're tied with the Browns. They're both at uh, 57% winning percentage, which is, I mean, that's a flip of a coin, whether you're going to win the game or not. You have two more turnovers than the other team does, forced turnovers, and, and you're still flipping a coin to see whether you're going to win that game. It's hard to imagine your head coach survives a season like that, but I think we'll save those conversations for two weeks from now once we see how the rest of the season plays out, once we see uh, how, how the Sunday night game, uh, which is still Sunday night. I don't think they ever flex that out. I don't know if you've heard anything about that, Andy, um, but I think we wait to make the big judgments until the season is over. I would like to see Zimmer go, as, as I've mentioned now for the last couple weeks, but the numbers are just, they're ridiculous. I, I mean, I'll try to find some of my stats here, but uh, 7 of 14, allowing from the defense on third down. I mean, they played good for most of the day. Uh, did we just get a pick? P.I. P.I. Watching go for football. Live bowl game right now uh, as we record here. But uh, it was terrible. 7 of 14 conversion on third down for the Rams. On the flip side of it, I think we were 2 of 11 on offense on third down, which doesn't get it done at home. I mean, Aaron Donald was a monster. He was blowing us up all day. I mean, there was that one play against Ali Udo where Ali literally didn't even touch him. Like, he just swum, did a little swim move right around him. I don't even think he touched him, and it was a two-yard loss, and that was just what really killed us offensively was negative rushing plays. I mean, when you run the ball and you get a minus three or a minus four or a minus two on first down, that's a drive killer. That's like taking a penalty on the first on the first play of a series. I mean, that just destroys all momentum. That doesn't open anything up in the passing game, and that's what plagued us. They had a great drive, the offense did, in the fourth quarter. And then, like I mentioned, the defense just gives up a seven-minute drive that just gashed us, that really ran the clock out, and we had no chance to come back then. Um, But, I don't know, disappointed, BG. Yeah, last thing I was going to say on that topic is I think they said the stat – during the broadcast, I can't remember if it was if they said third and nine or third and seven. I'm pretty sure they said third and nine, and that's the average uh, third down distance to go for the Vikings this season, which is just atrocious. And I don't know how that's something that has stayed the course throughout the season. Um, and you don't come up with better play calls on first and second down to reduce that distance to go. But here we are in week 15, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, week 15, or going into week 16 now. Yep, and We've had nine yards to go on third downs, and we're not going to run for nine yards to get those. And we don't have a quarterback who can scramble and get those on a pretty consistent rate like Aaron Rodgers or mm-hmm. a Kyler Murray. It's just it's bad playing calling and, I mean, bad uh, efficiency by our offense too. But I, I could not believe that when they were saying that our average distance goes nine yards on third down. That's just that's crazy. It's almost impressive how bad that is. But Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a negative rushing plays. It it's kills your drive. It, I mean, it's just when, being so conservative until you have to throw the ball, and it's just got yeah. us in the hole so many times. And the one possession they did throw the ball, I think we were 7 of 7 
Uh, every pass was a completion. They granted two of them were screens, uh, but seven for seven on the drive, and they go down and score three minutes, a three minute drive. I think it was eight plays with one rush, but that was the most efficient drive of, the, of probably our season, honestly. And we don't see that unless we're down two scores in the fourth quarter, uh, which is uh, it, it's mind boggling at some points. But uh, here's here's another stat for you. So now the Vikings have lost six consecutive games when they had the ability to go above 500. That's dating back to 2019. Uh, was the last time we were better than 500. I mean, one and zero is better than 500. We haven't been one and zero since 2019. We haven't had a winning record since 2019. So now 0-6 in the last six games uh, with a chance to get above that 500 record. And again, it's when you see stats like that and you see Aaron Donald doing what he does really on a weekly basis. But I mean, it's always more dramatic when, when you watch him do it against your team, just a monster all over the field. I mean, that's a game wrecker and he just destroyed basically everybody on our offensive line at times uh, to, to make plays all over the field. It was just an absolute nightmare for the Vikings. Now they got their back up against the wall, 10% chance, um, according to Pro Football Focus, to get into the playoffs. They obviously need to win out both games. They need the Saints to split, I believe, their final two games after losing uh, on Monday night to the Dolphins, which was good for the Vikings. Now they need the Saints to split, and I believe they need the Eagles to lose one or two games. Um, But the door is still open, 10% chance, like I mentioned, to get in. And... uh, We'll see what happens on Sunday night in Lambeau. Andy, are you going to that game? Randy, I should, should, should probably unmute myself. Uh, there you yes, go. I will be. Uh, I will be in Lambeau. I think the right the last time I checked the game time, temp is going to be about uh, five degrees. We'll see what the uh, the wind chill turns out to be. So it's uh, it's going to be a cold one. Yeah. No, it should be good for our passing offense. They are. <laughs> They're good, tell you that. Uh, Jefferson had a def- decent uh, stat game, uh, but obviously frustrated after the, the loss. Big story in the Star Tribune on Monday morning about how Jefferson wants to leave town. I think it's a little premature, but uh, that's how I think it was Jim Sohan, Suhan, something like that. Uh, that was his write-up on Monday morning and the conversation by a lot of the Local media figures was, did Jefferson actually mean in that press conference that he wants to leave? And I think he was just frustrated. Uh, I didn't read into it as much as some of the other people did in the Minnesota sports media. But, uh, I mean, based on what's happened here previously, I would say there's a good chance that Justin Jefferson at some point in his career <laughs> wants to leave the Minnesota Vikings, um, especially if Mike Zimmer remains our head coach next year. Because what did he say that like he wished that the – Offensive play calling was more aggressive. Yeah, I heard that. Did he say anything? Else? Not really. Okay. No. Yeah, that was about. I mean, <laughs> I'm there with him. We've been saying that the whole year. Use your weapons, um, but I can certainly understand his frustration. And there's been some moments where Clint Kubiak has looked awesome. I mean, he had a slow start to the year for sure, but then he had like a five six game stretch there where he had some awesome play calls. We were lining up Justin Jefferson in the backfield, getting him uh, running back option looks where he basically has the choice to, they call it a choice route. You can, you can go inside, you can go outside, you can go straight up the middle. You, you get to play how the defender is playing you, and you can play off that. And it's an awesome concept to get Justin Jefferson in a one-on-one matchup with a linebacker or with the safety. And there was none of that. Like, it, it was like everything they had learned in the past six weeks or seven weeks of figuring out ways to get Justin Jefferson the football, they just forgot. And it was like, okay, we're going against Jalen Ramsey. We're going against the a great defense here in the Rams. So we're just going to revert back to our old tendencies of not getting him the ball, not force feeding one of the best players in the league, not throwing the ball to him in the red zone, which he was mostly upset about was the red zone play calling. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I would be upset too. I mean, why aren't you giving one of the best, if not the best young receiver in the NFL chances to make plays in the red zone? Why aren't you throwing up one-on-one balls for him to go make a play? And there was just none of that all day. The the Packers and the Rams just – absolutely shove it down their star players' throats when they're in the red zone. Devontae Adams is going to come across. He's going to motion across the line. If the cornerback's there with him, he's going to do it again, and it's going to be uh, a five-yard out right at the right at the sticks, and it's going to be a touchdown all the time. Cooper Cup, same thing for the Rams. Why don't we do that? It's two runs. Okay, now it's third and nine, and 
here's a here's a fade to who knows. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all I got Vikings related. Uh, Con, you're a Packer, or a Patriots guy, rather. Yeah, I am. If I could just jump in here real quick, I got to say that third down, average nine yards. Mm-hmm. Vikings have the defense, they have the offense, but they don't have them together. Correct. I think Justin Jefferson, I'm 100% with him on, on everything. I know you don't want to talk about the future of Vikings coaching until the season's over, mm-hmm. but these are problems that come from coaching. They're not yeah. problems that come. The players have the talent. They can do it. You yeah. just need someone to put it all together, and the coaches haven't been able to do that. And that's what they say. If you have a lot of stars on your team, if you have good young players, which the Vikings have a few on both sides of the ball. I mean, I don't think we're littered in talent, but they have some talent on both sides of the ball. And when talent underperforms, that is the fault of the head coach, the general manager, and other people in the front office. That is not typically the fault of the players. At least that's how it's perceived in the media. And I I agree with that. I I totally agree with that. You got to put your players in positions to succeed. And I think that has been the Achilles heel for this coaching staff. Uh, While fourth and goal, Virginia is going for it. West Virginia, rather. And we we don't have the most talented roster in the league by any means. But we have a very talented roster to at least win a game since twenty or have a positive record since twenty nineteen. It's just pathetic with the guys we have. Oh, they go play action and just let the quarterback run to the end zone. Go for eight nothing lead. Now cut to eight All right, six. We need a field goal. And anybody who has the first half over, sweating bullets right now. But yeah, Connor, we were talking. You're a Patriots fan. What are your thoughts either on the Patriots or just NFL while we're on the topic? Well, I'll start with the Patriots because that's that's what I'm the most dialed into. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, this is hard to say because I know this is a Minnesota sports podcast, and I've been I've been lucky to be born and raised a Boston sports fan, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and uh, so so I'll be sensitive about this. But I got to say, last year with Cam Newton was a hard season for me. It was maybe the yeah. first time in my life that I had a season that. That yeah. tough, uh, and I I do have to say I think that with Mac Jones and the great defense the Patriots have had this season and the great running offense mm-hmm. they've had, I, oh, yeah. I feel this sense of hope that I haven't felt since uh, Tom Brady was since still around two years since ago. Two years, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah since two years. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm with you. They've got a surprisingly good team. I think. Yeah. Um, they're. Yeah, just comparing it to the Vikings, like their talent that they have absolutely performs. I think that the Vikings have more talented guys on our roster than the Patriots right now, and the Patriots are a far better team than the Vikings are. Well, you know, it's a a coaching thing. I Mm -hmm. mean, Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels have just done such an incredible job. Um, Like, if you you just think about the – so Tom Brady, for example, they've been passing the yards, you know, early Tom Brady days with Randy Moss – you're going out to, you know, an outside wide receiver, and then they bring it in with Wes Welker, Julie, Julian Edelman, and Danny Amendola, and they're all passing inside, and Rob Gronkowski and the tight ends yeah. all on the inside. And then this season with Mac Jones, they're running a majority twenty-one personnel because they know that it's a it's a different it's a different team and they're able to very quickly adapt their team to new players and i think it's just a sign of great coaching which yeah um, and anytime bill belichick starts walking into the facility looking like a homeless man you know your team's in good shape (laughs) right and that's you know like week five this year it was like bill belichick just slowly looked a little fatter it's a little less (laughs) like you showered look more miserable yeah and that's when you know okay this team is good and I think the hype in the middle of the season was, holy cow, this team is going to probably go back to the Super Bowl and maybe, well, maybe not go back to the Super Bowl, I guess, but go to the AFC Championship game and play the Chiefs. And I think there's still probably a lot of Patriot fans out there, even after the loss to the Bills, they're like, hey, this team can put it all together if they, if they you know, they have the experience, at least with the head coaching position to, to be able to do that. And I think that's just such a different boat than where the Vikings are in right now. Like, we're so far from that. And, you know, as a Vikings fan my whole life, it sucks to be a fan of a football team that's just always mediocre. Never really bad. Sometimes really good. But even when we're really good, we know we're going to screw it yeah, up Yeah, just somehow. good enough to keep your hopes up year in and year out. If you're a Lions fan, 
don't know if you even watch all the games, but you don't have your hopes up for, okay, this is our year. Vikings, with the past, I don't know. Really, since Zimmer is here, I think we've had the talent to go make a run every single year. And it's just always one reason or another it, it doesn't work for us. But I know mm. I know we complain a lot. Yeah, we do. <laughs> well, you, yeah, That's what you we should, do here. You should. <laughs> and I have, I have no reason to complain about I've been I've been very lucky in my life. I mean, the thing is, is that it's even like last week when, or I guess a few days ago when yep. uh, the Patriots lost to the Bills, the Bills just outgunned the Patriots. I mean, and it hurts to watch the Patriots lose, but the Patriots didn't play a horrible game. Um, I guess there are, there are a couple, I think two, two picks. One was bad. One was just the Hail Mary at the end of the game. So, I mean, there, there were definitely a few big negatives from the game, but mm. to, even after a loss, I still felt I was able to walk away from the game with some hope, and mm-hmm. I think that's what a team's got to do for their fans. They they have to give some hope, and I think that with the coaching staff that the Vikings have had and some of the performances they've had this season and, and in the past, I mean, to not have a winning record since 2019 is... Yeah, it's crazy. That's a hard thing to go through, so... When yeah. you literally have the best receiver in NFL history uh, to start off two seasons in the yeah. NFL. And I think, yeah, good, good point. I mean, passing Odell Beckham this week for the most receiving yards in the first two seasons of an NFL fran- uh, NF- any NFL team, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on top of that stat, he didn't start until, I think, week six last year. So take away the first five games, he hardly played. He had a few snaps in each of the game, but he, didn't, he wasn't a part of our offense really until week six last year, which is saying so much about Justin Jefferson and how good he is. And he's in Minnesota, a historically terrible passing offense. I mean, yeah, sure, we had Randy Moss, I guess, and Chris Carter, but... Like in the last 10 years, yeah, at least under Zimmer, team, yeah. we're a run team. We're play defense, run the football. And to do that in Minnesota, I think, is is pretty special. Yeah. So, yeah, back to the Jefferson. I completely understand why he's upset. I'd be upset with him, too, especially when you're coming off two unbelievable all-star years and you're not getting the ball and you're under 500. you You're losing to teams you shouldn't lose to. It's I hear him, and it's about time that – it gets switched for our organization, and I think it starts um, from the top down. Yeah, I completely agree. Let's move on to football. Anybody got any other football takes, Con? I know you're a big Aaron Hernandez guy. <laughs> Used to be. Used to be. As soon as they cut him, I stopped believing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you're just not, you're a pain. I was, I was, I was, at that point. Yeah. I, was, I was telling Brady this earlier, BG. I, uh, I feel like sports fandom – and I hope you guys can feel this too. When you're a fan of a team, they could do anything and you would still be a fan of them. There's mm-hmm. nothing that could change that. And so, for example, to this day, Spygate and Deflategate, if anyone brings that up to me, I will die on that hill that Patriots do neither. Even though Spygate, <laughs> I'm pretty sure they 100% did it. Yeah, they did. And Deflategate, I don't know. I, I'm still calling BS. But I don't think it's that big of an advantage. <laughs> the, yeah. If any. The, the point is, is that I will defend them to the grave. And then when I was really thinking about it, Aaron Hernandez, back when he was being investigated, I defended that guy until literally the second the Patriots cut them, cut him. Uh-huh. And then immediately I was like, oh, yeah. he, he Yeah, maybe there's it. something there. What yeah. about Bob Kraft? Bob Kraft, yeah, same thing. Uh, still, There's a lot of people to defend in the, the Patriots is, organization. Is, but that's the thing about sports is that there may be a lot of people to defend, but the team you cheer for, it's not about who's who's in the organization. It's about something higher. Yeah. The greater good. Mm-hmm. Winning balls. And yeah. yeah, they could do anything and I'd still be a fan. Yeah. Well that's the that's a true NFL fan right there. Uh power sports. The best franchise in NFL history, at least in our lifetime. Uh, but yeah. Happy for you. Very happy for you. Thank God my family's from Boston. There you go. <laughs> Let's talk a little MN Wild with the Winter Classic coming up. NHL still on a pause with COVID. Uh, Wild have lost their last four hockey games that they played in. They've had a bunch canceled, as the rest of the league has as well. But as of now, Winter Classic still scheduled to be played on Saturday at Target Field. First Winter Classic in Minnesota. Pretty big deal for the state of hockey as everyone gets ready for that big game on Saturday night. I think we play St. Louis. The Blues... And they're pretty solid. 
as of yesterday, we were the only team in the NHL without anybody on our COVID-19, whatever they're calling it, COVID-19 list. And nobody tests positive for the virus, players, coaches, the only only NHL team Mm. with that. Uh, But as of Tuesday morning, Jonas Brodeen officially confirmed that he tested positive on Monday afternoon. And unfortunately, he said that on Sunday, the day before, he had a Christmas dinner with his teammates, Eric Sinek, who's already out of, of the Winter Classic with an injury, but also Rask, Kevin Fiala. And then he met up with uh, Zuccarello and Kirill Kaprizov to play some pond hockey on Sunday night. And pictures were going around Twitter of those guys out on some lake in Minnesota or pond in Minnesota playing some hockey. So he was with Kirill the Thrill. On Sunday night, the day before, he tested positive for COVID. As of Tuesday night, as I was recording here, nobody else besides Jonas Brodin has tested positive, but we will see what happens as the new variant has kind of swept the professional sports leagues and really decimated the NBA. They're plowing right on through, playing with backup players, playing with G League players, and we should mention this, that a day Murky got pulled up to the Kings, Sacramento Kings, NBA team played in his first game on Monday night. We will interview him next week. It was actually recorded a few weeks ago, but we'll talk to him next week. Uh, But back to hockey for just a second. Uh, I guess that was all I really had on hockey. Oh, Kirill said on Monday during the presser that he played in outdoor games in Serbia where it was what he estimated negative 20 degrees trying to do the conversion. Uh, I think Mm -hmm. he was in his head, but he said he played in negative 20 degree weather. In Serbia, so so the uh, the cold temps expected for Saturday here in Minnesota won't bother him at all. They were calling him Kirill the Chill on Monday after the presser, but that's really all I have hockey. Imagine just going to a pond to play pond hockey with your buddies, and Kirill Kaprizov, as well as five other Minnesota Wild players, are there just playing pond hockey. Yeah, that would be. <laughs> did you that'd see be the so picture? cool and intimidating at the same time? No, I didn't hear anything about that. Well, look it up on. Well, I can try to find it. Did you see it, Connor? No, I didn't. it was just all these. I wonder guys. what pond it would have been. <laughs> I don't know. We got to find this out. Um, I'll see if I can find the picture. Probably them, somewhere but, in a diner. Yeah, but it, that, that'd it be so be. cool to see. <laughs> yeah, but it was just a picture of all those guys out out playing some pond. And, and if you didn't see their faces, you'd probably just think like, "Holy cow, these guys are just amazing at hockey." But yeah, no idea there. Some of, I mean, talking about Kirill Thrill, one of the best hockey players in the world, and a guy who scored the game-winning goal in the 2018 Olympics uh, for the athletes of Russia to win the gold medal. Uh, we shouldn't mention this, too. I mean, I'm sure everybody has seen this now, but the NHL decided last week not to take part in the Olympics um, due to COVID concerns. Jonas Brodin was going to play for Team Sweden, and it's kind of another big blow for him. Not only does he not get to play in the Winter Classic, but he will not get to play in the Olympics for Team Sweden, as well as many wild players who were going to play for their prospective, respective countries. Um, so a big bummer there for the Olympics, for the NHL not getting to participate in that. Maybe we'll get, I don't know if the U.S. is planning to field the team. I would imagine they are. I would imagine, yeah, just amateurs, college. Well, maybe we'll get the next miracle. Yeah. Nice. I'm Junior excited for system. that. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I think it'll totally the the Olympics will be, but that's how exciting. every country is going to be because they don't. I guess I don't know. The other countries probably don't have that many stars, but they don't have a full lineup of NHL guys. I should say, but their stars like the the Russian stars, the Canadian stars, they're all NHL guys, so they're not going to be participating either. Right, and I think like if you think about basketball or hockey, really um, going into the Olympics, it's it's fairly predictable what the outcome might be or at least in mm-hmm. any, or the with hockey there's there's a few yeah there's that a, like come away canada with russia right. u.s they could all win it uh but i think that this will i don't know maybe level the playing field we might see yeah. some new countries go deep could be interesting yeah this is just going over to this gopher game for just a second i mean we started out dominating this game they get down to the red zone uh we get the red zone twice and we had the missed field goal and then the fumble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now it's still 8-6. Like, if the Gophers don't win this football game, this is the biggest botch of an... This is a Vikings game right here that we're watching. I mean, this is the Minnesota Vikings to a nutshell. Like, I'll play your team. I'll play your competition and find a way to lose the game. 
And I hope that doesn't happen. I hope I'm not speaking it into existence right now, but that's exactly what it looks like we're headed toward right now with five minutes left in the first quarter or first half. I found the picture of the pond hockey. Um, there's one, two, three, four, six, eight of them, it looks like. And the location just says Minneapolis, Minnesota. Oh, really? So it doesn't give us much of a hint. Yeah, it's a sweet pick. Yeah. And I saw a bunch of people like commenting, like, if I had seen those guys on the pond, I would have freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> like, imagine the other kids that were probably just out skating uh, on Christmas, the day after Christmas, I guess it would have been. Um, that would have been so cool to mm-hmm. see. Randy, how you doing? How's, how's Iowa treating you? Iowa is Iowa. It's, um, I don't know. The, we, we got our first no fault today. That was, that was kind of a big deal. Oh yeah. Was in the on the roads. Um, Connor, what's, what's, what's your opinion on snow? On snow? Love it. Well, until right about now, we were just talking about that. The other night we were playing pond hockey and we, it was wild as snow and we had to shovel every five minutes. At one point we had three players <laughs> shoveling. So you're a big cocaine guy. Huh? You're a big <laughs> cocaine guy. I see how it is. <laughs> Busted. Shoot. Uh, <laughs> Well, we did have a crazy. That's, we, well, we were playing three on three on three. We had nine guys there, and we were playing three on three with three guys constantly shoveling because the snow was right. falling so fast that we had to consistently right. shovel. Otherwise, it just wasn't was clear enough. It was worth and, it, though. It was fun. Yeah. I, uh, I do not know how to skate, so maybe that can be a, an event we do. Uh, you don't know or, how to skate? I we do. Uh, I can I can make my way around a rink without falling on my ass, but wow. um, like stopping, which I think is an important part of of um, of skating. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I I don't know how to stop. Oh, you don't need to know or, how to stop or, or really turn. Yeah, that's, or, those are those things you yeah. learn once you get out there. You know, Andy, the beautiful thing about snowy nights on the pond is that. The puck, you, you have to look at the puck while you're handling it because it's going to get caught in the snow and end up behind you if you're yes. not. You can, you know, you can't keep the whole rink shoveled. So you got to, no. it's a small rink. Yeah. It doesn't really mm-hmm. matter how good you are at, at skating, how good you are at hockey. You're a body and that's what counts. And some of those nights are the, the best nights on the on the pond. Everybody is, I, I, whether they played or they didn't play, everybody is is. Doing we're their all part, equal. we're all having fun. Yeah, we're uh, all equal. I, I I will say my uh, uh my sophomore year at St. Thomas, uh, all my roommates got together, um, and we went out to a rink somewhere, and um and we're playing um we're playing hockey, and I was out there. I wasn't moving much. I was just kind of just standing there, and the puck made its way towards me, and I had a stick, and uh, I I shot it in the net, and I was like, let's fucking go. Uh, and then they're like, no, 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 that doesn't count. We're playing pipes. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, yeah, we have to, you, you have to hit the pipes. I'm like, this is like, this is like asking a field goal kicker to like hit the uprights. <laughs> and everyone, every, like none of these guys played uh, hockey in high school and they're all just going back and forth. Just ping, 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 ping. It was, uh, I just lost all confidence. I'm like, I'm That's never Minnesota going to be you. able to do this yeah. in my life. I'm never going to be able to do this in my life. I think Just, that you could take uh, somebody like myself or maybe BG or maybe Connor. Uh, Connor played hockey, I guess, or even Parker. And guys who aren't good hockey players, move them to a state that's not Minnesota and not Wisconsin or Massachusetts or wherever else they play hockey. Move them to, like, Arizona, and we'd be top-line varsity players in high school without having oh, a lick of experience. 100%. <laughs> I mean, my, my, my uncle tells a story. So my uncle's from Michigan, and he played uh, he played juniors. Uh, I think he played for Team USA before he tore his groin. And when he was in his early 20s, he and some other guys who had played juniors um, went to um, – they entered the, like, national pod hockey competition in Minnesota. And they show up, and it's a bunch of, like, 30- to 40-year-old men – and they're like, oh, we're going to whoop these guys' ass. And they, like, finish in the bottom half of the field. They're like, yeah, everyone in the state just can play hockey yeah. and skate. It's abs- it's absolutely phenomenal. Yep. <laughs> no, that's the, uh, that's the, the way we like way. it. And Connor was – I didn't even know this wasn't a thing among states that weren't – that didn't have a lot of snow like we do. But I guess places don't just flood every park. Like, in Minnesota, <laughs> they just flood every park in the winter so yeah. you can play pond hockey, yep. like, anywhere. 
I mean, just driving here tonight to, to, to BG's place, probably went by five ponds with, with <laughs> lights on and people out skating and stuff. Yeah, no, I was telling people out in Boston that uh, in the neighborhood where I grew up, there's we flooded the park, obviously, as as anyone with a park does. And then mm-hmm. one of the, the other guys that lived in the neighborhood would drive his Zamboni down the street to the park to Zamboni it. And some of the best ice we could have. And he has, this guy has a Zamboni like just in his garage. Yeah, just in his around. garage, which is, is crazy to... Like that image of a Zamboni on a snowy street driving to a park <laughs> is just absolutely mind blowing yeah. to anybody who who didn't. And to grow think up like he gives up that but, amount of storage in his garage for a right. full year. But just you know to have how worth it was. <laughs> best that ice was best ice in Minnetonka. For Maybe sure. in the state. Maybe in the Outdoor. state. Honestly, he he used to say best side left in the Mississippi. Oh, go baby, <laughs> Thomas. Oh, no, 15 10 you can track down to the nine that thomas huge, huge run the, uh, that is huge for the over 102.5 uh rushing yards there you go that was a good 40 yard chunk right there now oh, we'll call it 50 yeah nice run there from thomas uh yeah no that's that's insane that i didn't know that that guy had i i've skated over at that park before connor that you were mentioning i had no idea that it was just a neighbor that owned a Zamboni himself and would go over there and, and I, I don't actually it might have been a, a town owned Zamboni that he store I don't sure. I don't know what either the, way either, the way. Situation. either mean, way there was a Zamboni impressive. it was awesome yeah and there's a lot of ranks I mean where I live there's my neighbors used to have a rank they don't anymore their kids are all grown but they would have a rank that we'd play at all the time in their backyard just you know patch of dirt that they flood every winter <laughs> we had a rank probably three blocks away and then another rink a mile away and, and all just awesome ice. I mean, it, not always great, the city parks, but pretty solid. I mean, they mm-hmm. resurface them every, once every two weeks or so and they shovel them, you know, give it two days after a good snowfall and you probably got clear ice, but yeah, there's ponds everywhere here. Mm-hmm. Minnesota's beautiful. It's a great place. Great place. 10, except, lakes. except for when it gets negative nine, <laughs> like it's uh, projected this weekend Saturday, yeah. and sounding like it's uh heading towards Lambeau, too, for Sunday night. That's going to be a chilly one, Randy. Are you going to have a good liquor blanket? I mean, knowing you, you Touchdown probably will. Touchdown, Gophers. There you go. T- Thomas getting in the end zone. Um, well, I'll have, a, I'll have a liquor blanket. I'll have some uh, blood-stained uh, orange coveralls. Um, that's that. Uh, someone had asked uh, in the – they did like a Q&A this offseason with uh, Ted Thompson. The, not Ted Thompson. Um, he's our old GM. Good uh, about uh, if if the Packers for alternate jerseys could do like some sort of camo in December that makes like that all because because all the, the the Wisconsin residents wear the orange and camo what are they called um, like what you wear hunting there's a term for it I, I'm, I'm not a hunter I'm not coveralls quite, I'm not quite sure. yeah but like there's um I don't know what, what I want to call them fatigues but isn't that a military term I have no uh, idea. Anyway, but the, someone asked him, like, in a press conference or something, like, can, can, can the Packers wear these as alternate jerseys? And he shut it down right away. And ever since then, I've questioned Brian Gutekunst's ju- judgment. <laughs> but, uh, let's see. There's something called Hunter Fatigue Syndrome. Is that what you're thinking of? I think it's Blaze. Blaze? Blaze Camo? Yeah, yeah. Blaze exa- camo? That, I think that's it. That actually you'll kinda see, cool. See it, watch it. You'll see it on, you'll see it watching uh watching on TV on Sunday night though. Um well, one, just quick. One, thing, one one thing I was gonna uh was gonna throw out is uh, any sign ideas to bring to the game. Uh, I know I mentioned one for the uh Big Ten championship game. Um I might have brought a sign. I I don't quite remember. Um but um any any good sign ideas uh to bring to a Lambo for uh, Vikings Packers? Packers suck. <laughs> Packers suck. That'd get you on TV. I think the paper bag is obviously not a sign idea, but if you guys are down uh, it, it big, makes, that makes much more sense for the Hawkeyes playing the Michigan Wolverines. Yeah, it did. It did, Andy. It did. Thanks for doing that. <laughs> it did make a lot more sense. Thank you, Andy. No, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't have any sign ideas. Do you guys? Somebody brought a sign no. to the Vikings game on Sunday that said, I am Kirk Cousins. 
<laughs> and then the Kirk like tweeted back at the guy like I saw that that's so funny <laughs> he didn't even look like Kirk Cousins. like maybe a little bit but like when you zoom in on his face he didn't look like Kirk at all <laughs> that's funny <laughs> yeah Andy bring us on I am Aaron Rodgers and do I that am, actually that'd be funny. I, I am Aaron Jones the, the, Rodgers, uh, the Rodgers doppelganger I, that uh, guy is that looks exactly like him bring a sign that says I am immunized <laughs> yes that's actually a great I am, idea i am immunized are you with a picture of rogers's face yeah <laughs> do you what do you think about them making all the the big huss and fuss in the media about his broken toe because it's on i don't know it's the first it's, thing that they say anytime he moves anytime aaron <laughs> Rodgers breathes like oh he just took a breath with a broken toe can you believe that <laughs> meanwhile kirk cousins cracked the ribs you don't even hear about it. And the only reason why you did hear about it is because somebody in the Vikings organization messed up this week and actually put him on the injury report. And he was questioned by the media about it, and he's like, wait, I was on the injury report? Because hmm. they've been keeping him off of it with a cracked rib. That's how tough he is, Andy. Unlike they cannot, A-Rod. They, they can get in pretty big trouble uh, if, if, they're, if they're hiding an injury uh, by the NFL. Is it like the same amount of trouble as if you're hiding your vaccination status? Uh, not quite as much. <laughs> no, I think that's what a five thousand dollar fine. Yeah. Well, Aaron really he wasn't hiding it from the NFL. Uh, he was just no. didn't tell the media. No. Which I have no problems with, honestly. I don't really care. I don't think that's something that well, I guess in the NFL you could say you could argue it should be discussed. But uh, I thought that was just a, a funny thing. And the COVID toe, just to troll the media a little more, was hilarious. Washington Post totally taking the bait, running a story about how COVID could affect your circulation, i.e. COVID toe. Uh, and that was in response to the Aaron Rodgers, I have COVID toe, which is just freaking hilarious. And then he changed his Twitter avatar to a picture of his toe, uh, which w- was pretty funny, but probably just perpetrated this narrative that his broken toe is causing him so much pain and he's such a tough guy for fighting through it for all these weeks. And he, he's so tough. I can I go? I have some beef with Aaron Rodgers because the Packers, mm. we have 12 wins again for the third season in a row. All right. And, and Rodgers, like, oh, like, you know, the direction and blah, blah, blah team, well, new, new direction. Like, like, where is Rodgers going to go? What team is going to be able to take Rodgers and afford him? Denver. And win 12 games next year. Denver. Well, but Denver's going to give up some, have to give up some of those weapons on offense. The Packers aren't going to let him go. Without giving up some of those weapons, and I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Does Aaron Rodgers want to go to a division with Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes, where he has to play those guys twice every year? Yeah, yeah, like, I feel like he does like, if you I, get the roster that I, Denver has. Like, I, um, but again, the Packers aren't sending him to Denver without sending some of those offensive weapons that he so craves. Apparently, I mean, they could um, yeah back in return. It's, I don't think he like I did. Oh, yeah, go. fumble. Pick it up. Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh my gosh. I Ball think just all I, over the, the turf. My, my, th- th- this trade will never happen. But if you are the owner of the San Diego Chargers, you still have $10,000 licenses that you have to sell. Um, and would you trade Justin Herbert for Aaron Rodgers, knowing how much revenue Rodgers would bring you uh, in Los Angeles? Even if you had him for four years? The amount of revenue that he would put in your pockets, the amount of butts that he would put in seats, is that worth it for the Chargers in a new home where they're a little bit strapped for cash? Um, Good point. I Honestly, so. I I haven't heard that. Uh, I haven't heard anybody talking about that. I didn't know that was a. I mean, the, the Chargers have the second the but... second most expensive seat licenses in the NFL behind the Rams. Yeah, and the Rams have been able to fill that stadium up, and and, and, and the Chargers haven't. Now they're only paying a dollar a year lease, but um, they still have again, like they like they have so much financial potential there. And with what Cronkie's uh, doing to that area, the Chargers control all concession revenue, um, merchandise. They're going to have some 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 stores around in, in that area that they get revenue from. They can't bring people into the stadium, um, you know, week in and week out. Uh, is doing just fine. Cause he owns all the, um, you know, the, the, the concerts, all that stuff, that money's all going to him. The chargers just have eight or nine games a year. Um, they need to put butts in seats. And I, um, like it's the only, that's the only trade 
I shouldn't say it's the only trade I see possible, but it is, it's a little bit out there. I don't think it would ever happen. Um, but I, um, uh, I'd hope someone would consider it. Cause I'll take Justin Herbert for Aaron Rodgers straight up any day of the week. I would too. I'm, I would be on whoever's side is getting Justin Herbert, but I think that <laughs> Los Angeles is, is too close to Rodgers family. Um, it's going to scare him <laughs> off a little bit. So I, I can't see that trade going through just for that reason. Good point. No, that's that's a very good maybe, point. Maybe Brady wins another Super Bowl, retires, and then Rodgers goes to uh, Tampa Bay. That what, would be that would be just perfect. What about Mac Jones for Aaron Rodgers Fuck and you. some <laughs> some picks as well? What if Aaron Ooh, went to man. the Patriots? Well, knowing Bill Belichick, I don't Bill, Belichick would, Bill Belichick good would get Aaron Rodgers for like a third round pick. Yeah, <laughs> and he'd get him. <laughs> and he'd, he'd go through. Bill Belichick uh, would use Rodgers just to put some put some pressure on Mac Jones. <laughs> That'd be it. <laughs> if 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 um if if Rodgers doesn't, I mean, the re, Rodgers would have to take a pay cut to to go to to, uh, to to Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Um, oh, good defense there. Yeah, that was yeah. good. Big hit on the queue. And we spent enough. We don't spend enough time in Rodgers, but he has been between the toe stuff, like. He's playing unfucking believable. Yeah, and um, like the Packers are the favorite. You know, he's the MVP favorite. We're the favorite to win the NFC, and like I just can't understand. Like he's he loves the t- he's talked about. He loves the guys that he plays with. Like it's the front office, and I just don't know how or what they're doing to him that's messing up his mind so much. And the front office has put him in a position to win twelve games three Let's go, years big in a row. Pick. And um, make it to two straight NFC Championship games. Honestly, probably I, a third this year. Yeah, like, I don't know like what more you want the front office to do when he's getting paid thirty million dollars a year, and you know I, it's I I don't know I don't know what his problem is. I think like, he I think wants to be the GM. Ego. I think he has a ginormous ego. I think he wants to be have a bigger <clears throat> legacy. I think he wants to have a bigger role in who they're bringing in who they're letting go and maybe he has had a bigger role in that this year. Uh, but he wants to be the guy. He wants to be responsible for all the success that the Packers have. And, and I think, and, and if you want to do that, take a, take a damn pay cut. That's what Tom Brady did. Yeah. Tom Brady took a pay cut to get those weapons that he got every year. And every year Brady, they restructured Brady's contract. And if, and if Rogers wants to make these decisions, he's got to be willing to take a pay cut. I'm not asking him to like, be paid five million dollars a year? No, I mean it's, it's, it's working around the margins every year. Like if he wants Devontae Adams back, if he wanted to come back, I mean Rodgers would have to take a big pay cut to to bring Devontae Adams back, and like he just, yeah, I mean his ego is, um, I don't know, his ego is is too big, and and if he and if you were to go to Denver, and I mean John Elway's got a pretty big ego too. I mean those yeah. are those are two big heads mm-hmm. uh, uh, that um, that that would be going back and forth. I don't know. I don't know what Rogers wants. As long as he's on my team, I'm gonna root for him. We're pretty fucking good, and um, we're gonna win the Super Bowl this year. It's uh, plain and simple as that. Yeah, I mean we'll see what happens. Uh, prediction from you: Who does Rogers play for next season? If you had to guess, <clears throat> not who you want him to play for, but who who do you think? Roger suits up for next year and Jeopardy could be an answer. Yeah. I mean, I think right now I, it, I with it, I would say the Packers, but the whole Devonte Adams thing is just such a big question mark because he's going to want to have highest right receiver in football money. And, you know, Rogers is going to want highest quarterback in football money. And those two don't work. And if you do make them work, then the rest of our team is going to be shit around them. And um, I think if uh, I, I want to th- think that the two of them can come to some sort of deal um, where Rogers might have a more like a two-year deal, and Devontae's is more long-term that and the money is uh, backloaded. But uh, I mean, I, I I think it won't be in the NFC. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut half the uh, NFL out. I think Packers are gonna send them uh, send them to the AFC. Um, and hope for the best, and they're going to get a ton back for him, a ton back for him, because even if he doesn't go to the Chargers, whatever team he goes to, I mean, Rodgers brings attention. He brings, um, you know, merch sale. Like, 
it's if you're an NFL owner, you bring Rodgers to your team, you're making money. Um, it's a smart financial decision to bring Rodgers, even it's only if it's only for a couple of years. Just like I'm sure whoever the Bucks owners are, you know, they're reaping financial benefits, not just from winning a Super Bowl, but just having Tom Brady on your team. Um, you know, you reap financial benefits from that. So um I mean, I think it's going to be an AFC team. I don't think it's going to be the Chiefs. Besides that, I don't know. I mean, it could be just about anyone. Yeah. We will see what happens with Aaron Rodgers and your beloved Green Bay Packers. Uh, fellas, you want to go into an impromptu pick segment? Where Let's I just do it. Pick yeah. the games as we go here. Offer of from Connor, your guest picker this week. You pick for Zach. You pick for, for Zach's Zach. record. Pick for Zach. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, let's see. Some good Are we doing games. upsets? We're doing upsets. All right, I'll look quick. Well, well, I can give you some op- some options for upsets since we haven't uh, we haven't prepped for it. Let's start with the Sunday night football game. It's the Green Bay Packers hosting your Minnesota Vikings. Packers six and a half point favorites. So we're picking against the spread. That's how we do it, right? Pick against the spread. Yeah, yeah. Connor minus six and a half Green Bay. Who do you like in that one? This is a Minnesota Minnesota sports podcast. I don't know if I I should say, but I got to go with the Packers. <gasps> all right, that's all right. That's all right. Uh, that, that's hey, it's always good when you have a couple of the people pick against the Vikings because if we all pick the Vikings, they're for sure one hundred percent going to lose. BG, who do you like? I'll go with the Pack as well. I think okay. it's a tall task. We're not playing well right now, like we were earlier this year. So going into Lambeau, I think it's going to be at least a touchdown game. Randolph. Yep, taking the pack, of course. I'm taking the Vikings and the points. I uh, we've only had one game. I guess this was this was the only game that week 16 where we haven't led by seven points or more at some point throughout the game. I think six and a half is too many for the Vikings. I think they lose the game, but they keep it close. I like Vikings and the points. I'll I'll, I'll double down. I'll say that the um, on top of that, I'll say that the Vikings don't have a lead at any time during the game. <laughs> okay. That's you want to put a friendly wager on it. Let's put a friendly wager on it. All right. How much is friendly? Five k. <laughs> Ten. That my left leg. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's a twelve pack of uh, your favorite uh, hard seltzer. I love it. Twelve pack your favorite hard seltzer. Next time we're on a golf course. Boom. All right. Next game. Let's go Rams at the Ravens. Rams three and a half point favorites. That's a noon game. On Sunday, Connor, three-and-a-half-point favorite, Los Angeles Rams at the Ravens. Who do you like? I'm going to risk it. I'm going to say the Ravens. Okay. I don't know. I just – At home. Matt Stafford. I mean, it could be two schools of thought here. Bounce Matt Stafford, game. you can't bet with him, you know? Yeah, true. He he doesn't know how to win a football game. <laughs> He's so, been a part of Loserville, USA. <laughs> Detroit football for too long. Right. Every every win he's accidentally stumbled into. So I'm going to go Ravens. Okay. I like it. BG. I'm going to go Rams to cover. Stafford played a really bad game last week, so that obviously like means usual. he can't have a bad game this week. Okay. Um, and just about Lamar Jackson, is Lamar going to play? Is he going to be 100% healthy? But otherwise, I like that Raven or that Rams defense going up against whoever that quarterback is. Yeah, I mean, Tyler Huntley wasn't too bad. Their offense really didn't take a step back uh, against the Packers. Should have won that football game. But uh, Packers, in typical fashion, getting bailed out. And again, this week, getting bailed out um, on, on Christmas Day against the Browns. Randy, I know we're not talking Packers, but did you think that, was, that should have been thrown on that interception? A flag? Uh, I don't know. I was, um, I was, uh, I, I started drinking at 9 a.m. on Christmas, uh-huh. and I, uh, I was asleep on their Connor by then. So okay, you didn't even I was see woken the game. up soon afterwards. Um, I fell asleep about halfway through that fourth quarter. All right, I wish uh, I hadn't asked. Uh, <laughs> Rams at Ravens minus three and a half. Andy for the Rams. Who do you like? Uh, I like I like the Rams. Um, I do love uh, that back to back weeks. Ravens with backup quarterbacks. Uh, both of them have made a very smart decision to just throw to Mark Andrews. Yeah. Uh, like, it's been, like, like, they're scrambling a pocket, they just throw up to Mark Andrews. Like, Lamar Jackson does the same thing. It's, it is it is amazing just 
how they just can find him the ball and teams haven't figured out how to cover him. Like he's not talked about in the Travis Kelsey or George Kittle or, you know, some of these other great tight ends in the league. He's not talked about in the same breath, I don't think, but he should be because he is, um, he's such a huge part of that offense. Uh, but I still like the Rams. Yeah, I like the Rams too. I think it's a bounce back game for Matt Stafford. Worst game of the season for him, maybe the worst game in, in several years for him. He looked awful on Sunday. I think he bounces back on the road at the Ravens. Um, let's see. What other good games do we have this week? Cardinals-Cowboys. Uh, it's Cardinals at the Cowboys. Dallas minus 5 and a half, 325 game. That is 100% going to be America's game of the week because Dallas is America's game of the week every week <laughs> if it's not Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Uh, Connor, who do you like in that one? Dallas getting 5 and a half at home or minus five and a half at home against the Cardinals. I got to go Cowboys. I feel like, I feel like they can, they have on paper, they've got the team to, yeah. they should have the team to make a deep playoff run, but because they're the Cowboys and they haven't done that in the 21st century, uh, you know, that won't happen, but beating the Cardinals, I think, I think they can do it. This is in Arizona. Did you say it's in Dallas? Dallas. Okay. Yeah, I'll take the Cowboys too. I kind of want to take the Cardinals just because they really, really need this game. Yeah. Um, I mean, Cowboys do too if they want to get that home field advantage and that bye. But Dallas is really clicking right now. Arizona is not. So I'll stay with the hot team and go Cowboys. Randy? Uh, Yeah, Mike McCarthy's pretty good in December. Uh, Not very good in January. So I'm going to go with uh, Big Mike. Yeah, I like Dallas at home. If this wasn't at Dallas, I would think the Cardinals would win it with the desperation factor turned up a bit. But uh, I, I like Dallas at home as well. Um, other good games. There's really not a great Week 17 spread here. Um, looks like there's no what's, Thursday what's night that? game what's this bowl week. Games. I think we're done. Yeah, we do have a lot of bowl games. Yeah. Good point. Uh, we are going to have Tuesday. Parker on tonight to talk bowls. He called in after our one inch snowstorm he yeah. didn't make it today uh, <laughs> we had one inch of snow in, in in the metropolitan area of minneapolis and st paul today and parker said his car couldn't handle it and decided instead of driving over here to do the podcast he would go to in cahoots um <laughs> and his car had no trouble getting there but getting over to st louis park just, just wasn't I, I gonna happen have, i think to we be have fair a his cool in cahoots expert on the uh, podcast this week Connor? I do, I do love in cahoots, and also to be fair, <laughs> yeah, I think you made a Parker's, statement about in cahoots earlier tonight. <laughs> Parker's uh, Parker's car has known a few snow banks, so I don't blame him too much for because that, of but, the driver. <laughs> because yeah. of the driver. Uh, yeah, no, in cahoots, great, great establishment. I support it completely, uh, but I do do wish Parker was here. Um, okay, I got another bowl game for us here. Uh, this is tomorrow night. It's the Valero Alamo Bowl. It's Oregon and Oklahoma, number 14 Oregon against number 16 Oklahoma. Oklahoma minus six and a half. Wow. Um, obviously a neutral game, so no real home field advantage, but Oklahoma. I think there's a chance that game might still be canceled. Oh, really? I uh, I was reading Oregon, Oregon has had so many players either transfer or um, not. they're not playing in the bowl game. Due to um, uh, due to uh, the NFL draft, and they only have like they have like fifty players on their roster, which is like they have like this like most college football rosters are what hundred hundred guys probably. Yep, right on around the team, and they like they're already depleted, so it's only going to take a couple COVID positive tests to uh, to cancel that game. But right. we can still, I mean. Well, you talked me out of it. Let's go to the uh, the New Year's <laughs> Eve Bowls, uh, the the semifinals. Those are going to be played, I assume. Mm-hmm. I mean, that we're talking about tens of millions of dollars, maybe hundreds of millions, I don't know, uh, of, of money and advertising on the line. I would be surprised if those were canceled. Um, but uh, let's go to the first game, probably going to be a blowout. It's Cincinnati and Alabama, number one, Alabama, versus number four, Cincinnati, Alabama, minus 13 and a half. A lot of points, but it's Alabama and it's Cincinnati. Connor, who do you like? Oh, boy. 13 and a half. Yep. 
No, it's it's Alabama. Who yeah. are we kidding? Yeah. I mean, you might not t- have Mac Jones anymore, but they're still yeah. Alabama. They were Alabama before he got there, and they'll be Alabama <laughs> forever. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll stay with Alabama. Two touchdowns is not enough to give mm-hmm. Alabama. Just, I think if it was 20 and a half, I'd still go Alabama. Yeah. Randy? Uh, I'll take Cincy. Mm. Why not? I'll zig when others are zigging. Why not? Okay. Okay. Uh, I can think of several reasons why not. But all right. Yeah, I like Alabama. <laughs> I think they win by uh, 20 points or more. I think it's a domination from start to finish by Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. The game everyone's looking forward to, the later of the two games. Uh, that first game, Alabama Cincinnati, is a 2:30 kickoff. This one, a 6:30 kickoff between number two Michigan and number three Georgia. It's Georgia seven and a half. Pretty big spread, honestly. I mean, Georgia's only the one loss to Alabama. They dominated the rest of the regular season. They were the team to beat until they lost to Alabama, really. And now it's looking like it's going to be, at least based on the spreads in Alabama and Georgia rematch in the championship game. But Michigan, with probably, at least in my opinion, the number one pick on their team in Aiden Hutchinson, I think he's an absolute game wrecker. He is the, the equivalent of what Aaron Donald did to the Vikings. He can do that to anybody, and he has done that. He did that to Ohio State, and he's just an animal. And I think I I think that's a lot of points, seven and a half for Georgia uh, to cover. I like Michigan. I'm kind of going out of order here, but I like Michigan too. Uh, I don't think they're going to win the game. I think they keep it close. Connor, Georgia, Michigan, Georgia minus seven and a half. Who do you like? I'm with you on Michigan. I think – you know they've had their ups and downs, but they've they've had a few few real highs. So I think yeah. Michigan can can at least keep it keep it close, like you said. I'll go with Georgia. I think they're the better all around team. I think seven and a half is a big spread, but um, I'll, I'll take Georgia. Randy, I really like that half point. Um, I think Alabama kind of broke Georgia in a way. I don't know. It was that that was a weird game. Yeah, it and, was. Um, I don't know if uh, Georgia can recover. And I mean, this game is everything for for that Michigan team and those Michigan fans. So I think they're going to have the uh, the energy. Yeah, I, I again, I like Michigan a lot. They should be thirteen to zero. They got. I mean, they let Michigan State come back in that game. But if they hadn't had the home cooking calls for Michigan State in the third quarter of that game, that wasn't a football game. I mean that uh, it was a fumble recovery for a touchdown. They ended up ruling the Michigan player, the Michigan State guy down. It, it should not have been down. It should have been a scoop and score for a touchdown. Never was reviewed, or if it was, it was incorrect. But the they really got screwed in that Michigan game by a few calls uh, down the stretch. And they should be 13-0. Uh, and I, I love the way Michigan's playing. I wouldn't be surprised if they go out and win a national championship. I do think they're going to lose, but... Uh, I, I think they definitely cover seven and a half, and I wouldn't be surprised if they find a way to get to that national championship game and win because it just seemed like a magical season for Michigan. I've been watching them play more than probably any season past. Just I don't know why, but I watched them play a bunch this year, and, and I love the way Jim Harbaugh is running this team this year, and I, I think they're having a magical season, and uh, they could maybe run it all the way to a championship. Um, That's five games, right? Yeah. Okay. I don't think we need an upset just because uh, I haven't looked. None of us have looked upsets. But uh, any other thoughts? Football, basketball, hockey, life-related from anyone? Um, I've got a couple of fun stats that I saw on the internet. Oh, yeah. So I can share those. We like BG stats of that. the week. Yeah. yeah. So this is from December 21st. Okay. So about a week ago now, yeah. Um, ben Roethlisberger has never lost his first home game after a live-action movie starring Spider-Man is released. <laughs> and he did it in 2004, 2007, 2012, 2014, 2017, 2019, 2021. And you, you may be asking yourself, why a live-action movie starring Spider-Man? And that's because after the Spider-Man... Spider-Verse, is that what it was called? Into the animated one? Into, yeah, the yeah. Spider-verse. Into the Spider-Verse. He lost after that, so it's live action. Was Spider-verse. that the animated one? Yeah. Okay. With like... Uh, so what, yeah, the one... That... Post Malone music. Yeah. Yep. So just live actors. All right, so that's one out of two. The Post Malone one. <laughs> yeah, that's, the Post Malone dude, one. That, that, they, that movie was a banger. <laughs> that's a great that movie. That was a great movie. I'm not going to say it was movie. as good as Surf's Up. 
No, best or, animated movie. Absolutely nor, not. There's no Chicken Joe. Right. No Chicken Joe. No I, Shia LaBeouf. Surf's Up is amazing. I best think, animated I think Cars, movie of all time. I think Cars is on that same level. Cars, Cars is so good. Surf's Up is for sure the best documentary ever made. Yes. Right? Oh, Just, yes, yes, yes. And very underrated. Very underrated. Like Cars yeah. is a huge like franchise. Like yeah, Surf's true. Up. So much less than Chicken him. Joe, one of the greatest supporting actors of all time. Also, one of the greatest surfers of all he time. He did win the what was the thing they were surfing <laughs> the for? Whatever they, surfing Whatever they were yeah. surfing for, he won the, the Piston Cup of equivalent the surf, yeah. of, of surfing. And right. tragic backstory with his dad. <laughs> tragic backstory. But it's just the script too good, honestly. You yeah. know, it's a made for a movie. All right. Second stat. Um after Ian Book's loss on Monday night to Miami Dolphins. Notre Dame quarterbacks has, have lost 23 straight starts in the NFL. The last win was by Brady Quinn in week 13 of the 2012 season. Just pretty crazy. 23 was he, straight Was games. he playing for the Browns? Who, Who did Brady, Brady Quinn? Quinn? Yeah. I think it was the Browns, Browns, wasn't it? Yeah. And a lot of those losses were from Deshaun Kaiser oh, when sure. he was the Browns quarterback, but I yeah. think there was and the four Packers or five. And, and the Packers, yeah. I think there's four or five different Notre Dame quarterbacks who – are part of that 23 game last year. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Those are good stats. Thank you. I like I, those. I, I, I got one more. I got one more. So uh, the Atlanta Falcons uh, won their first home game in over a year um, this weekend. Um, even though the Falcons have a pretty good record this year, they've been playing great on the road, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or, or, or I shouldn't say a great record, but they're, I think, are they a 500? Or right yeah, around? they're right around, maybe seven and eight, yeah. but pretty close. Yeah. And and in the span, in the in the last year where Atlanta hasn't won a game at home, Alabama has won three games at Mercedes-Benz Superdome. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's surprising about the Falcons. Yeah. I'd think they would sneak one against the Panthers when they play them once a year at home. Right. <laughs> Yeah, oh. that's that's a good stat too. I like it. Where'd you find that, Randy? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Wherever wherever one finds that. <laughs> yeah. Twitter. Well, let's wrap it up, fellas. Great podcast. Good to be back in person with you guys besides Randy. Hopefully Randy will be back in, in Minneapolis soon and we can get him skating. Get him, get him skating, get him stopping yeah. um out on the ice. But uh we'll uh we'll tally up the pick segment and get back to you with the results next week. See you all then. Do you ever order a Papa John's meat lover pizza and think, damn, there ain't enough meat on this? Well, then you should drive a Ford F-150. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ever at a friend's house and you realize their hand soap smells way better than mine? Then you should drive a Ford F-150. Someone asked you if you're from Ohio, would you take it as a compliment? Well, then you should drive a Ford F-150. Do you ever lift heavy things and put it in the bed of your truck just because it feels like you're a man? Well, then you should drive a Ford F-150. Do you have no fucking idea what an NFT is? Well, then you should drive a Ford F-150. <laughs> <laughs>